Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's podcast is all about artificial intelligence. No, not the Steven Spielberg classic. Underrated classic, in my opinion. We're talking about actual artificial intelligence, whatever that means. Keenan Thomas, you are the expert on this, specifically ChatGPT, although I know we're going to talk about some different ones here in a moment, but we thought it would be fun, after Keenan's wonderful article about uh, some of the challenges with ChatGPT over on the University of Tennessee campus, to see what this software could do in terms of telling us about downtown Knoxville. We've come up with some prompts for it. Uh, we're going to ask it some questions, going to ask it to do some things and see what happens. But before we get into that, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Ryan Willis, downtown growth and development reporter at Knox News. And I'm Keenan Thomas, higher education reporter, and I'm glad to be back. And this is the Scruffy Stuff, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville, brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit KnoxNews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offer and sign up today. And so like I mentioned, Keenan, you are the expert. You wrote this wonderful story uh, about ChatGPT and artificial intelligence uh, technology over on the University of Tennessee campus. And I understand not everybody might be familiar with exactly what it is. So to start out, Keenan, before we get into these prompts, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about what this software is all about? ChatGPT launched uh, late last year in November of 2022, and it is a... AI software that works by feeding it a writing prompt or just a general prompt, and it will write in real time a response to that prompt. It's kind of got this interesting connotation around it where it came out and then everyone kind of jumped on it and has been this topic of discussion, both here in with my article and nationally with several publications writing about it and its implications and how people are using it. Uh, and it's a really fascinating subject uh, just to kind of witness almost in a way. It's like any technology, I feel like, where, and I'll admit, like sometimes when new things come out, they can be a little scary. I still am a little freaked out when I see some of these deep fakes online. I'm like, man, anybody's going to be able to take my voice one of these days and make me say anything. We're going to do the podcast without you now. I know, right? I'm going to be I'm going to be replaced by artificial intelligence. Well, that's why some of the people are so worried about it, right? It's because if you can just feed it a prompt to write you a uh, college essay, then what's the point? And then also, it's the same thing though. If it's a tool, then do you need to even know how to do some of these things? If artificial intelligence can do it for you, so it's a whole debate. But like you said, a lot of it is just I think you said, and I've heard in your story and from other people, right, that this um, at least now 
it's not quite to the point where it can replace things. Right now, it's just a lot of fun, it seems like. It's a mixed bag, for sure. And there's a lot to go going on with it. Um, I do think it's important just to kind of note the brief behind the scenes of what it is. So to start, GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. And there's two GPT products listed on the company OpenAI's uh, website. So there's ChatGPT, which is what everyone's talking about right now, as well as GPT-3, GPT-4, which are its own separate entities. I think GPT-4 just came out recently, but I haven't really looked into it. It's an updated model of one of the previous ones. There's also InstructGPT, which is a little better at following instructions, but is also... uh, I know some people who need that. Yeah, (laughs) me included. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of its own entity too, but it's a part of that same product line. But then also one of the more famous ones from that company that I think some people don't realize is by them was Dolly. Uh, which there's recently been Dolly 2, that is a photo-generated program. Not that kind of Dolly, all of our East Tennessee listeners out there. (laughs) Yes, it's spelled D-A-L-L-E. That one is you feed it a prompt, and it creates an AI-generated photo, and it produces very interesting results. I've seen a lot of Mike Wazowski's (laughs) that don't look like Mike Wazowski's. Well, um, you know, and the reason that I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that this came up, right, is because on college campuses, if you are using an essay, does it get into plagiarism? Does it get into cheating and all these different things? Again, like you said, it's a mixed bag. We just want to have fun. And and I'm curious, you know, here in a little bit to come back to sort of what's – because you've used this a lot more than we're just going to use it here on the podcast for your research. And so I'd like to come back and uh, talk a little bit about some things that you've noticed and some trends that you've noticed when you do feed it prompts. But I think it'd be cool to go ahead and feed it something. And not only that, I would like to, um, whatever prompt you're going to ask, Keenan, because I'm going to let you do this, I want you to ask me first. I'm going to give you the human response. I'm going to guess what ChatGPT is going to say. Then we'll switch it up and let you do one. And then we're going to actually compare what we would say about downtown Knoxville compared to what this uh, artificial intelligence would say about downtown Knoxville. So what's the first one? I think the first one will be write a news article about downtown Knoxville. And so do you have to be that vague about downtown Knoxville? Can you get into specific like businesses you, or you can it? That's when it gets tricky. Okay. Um, I, one prompt I've written for it before was write about a new ice cream shop uh-huh. and it completely just created a, fake ice cream shot okay for it so if i was to write a, a news article about downtown knoxville i'd say what downtown knoxville is experiencing a growth spurt with the anticipation of a new baseball stadium and uh you know it bumps up right against the edge of the university of tennessee at knoxville campus um it's pedestrian areas market square and its main thoroughfare its main strip is is gay street lined with businesses and shops and retail that would be my brief news article explainer of what downtown knoxville is all about thriving music scene thriving culture whatever but let's see what chat gpt has to say about it all right i'm going to type it in right now so once you put in the prompt it then writes it in real time so i did not actually specify by the way knoxville tennessee i know there's a few knoxvilles but it immediately put knoxville tennessee as its dateline all right, so let's just read the first couple of graphs here. What's it? What's it saying? Oh, it's still going. This it's is a long, it, a long news article. It does write. It will. I think it produces oh, wow. usually up to like at least five hundred words. Okay. So the and it generated a little chat 
on the side that says revitalization of downtown Knoxville. So its opening reads with the headline, Downtown Knoxville, Revitalization Brings New Life to Historic City Center. Okay. The heart of Knoxville is beating strong once again as the city's downtown area undergoes a revitalization that is bringing new life to its historic streets and buildings. Over the past few years, the downtown area has seen a surge of new development from renovated lofts and apartments to trendy restaurants and shops. Yeah, I'm going to pick it up here. One of the most significant projects in the area has been the restoration of the historic Tennessee Theater, which reopened its doors in 2019. That's not right. After Oh, wait, after a $30 million renovation. So, yeah, there might have been a renovation back then. Uh, the theater, which originally opened in 1928, was saved from demolition in the 1970s, now hosts a range of performances from live music to Broadway shows. That seems all right. Another notable project is the new Regus Square development, which includes a mix of luxury apartments, retail space, and a food hall. The development has brought new energy to Gay Street, one of the city's main thoroughfares, and has helped attract a new generation of residents to the area. Now, you begin to see a little bit of the problem there. It is it is including part of that, but then it's talking about Gay Street, and it's like not exactly off of Gay Street, right? right. I mean, it, it is on Gay Street, but yeah, like the, the person who, if you're a person in Knoxville, I mean, yeah, it is Gay Street, but you would not consider that Gay Street. If, if yeah. it was where the Tennessee Theater is, if it was over where Mass General Store is, yes, but this is North Gay Street, it's over the viaduct. I wouldn't necessarily say that that has, uh, has brought new energy to Gay Street. It's brought new energy uh, to the northern side of downtown. But I'm looking through here. I don't want to read the whole thing, but just kind of scrolling through. It mentions the Bijou Theater. Uh, it mentions uh, the city was recently named one of the 15 coolest places to go in 2021 by Forbes, which highlighted the area's art and culinary scenes. And yeah, and so that reads like a news article. But here's the thing. That's a very bare bones news article. I wonder if you could get more specific with us for, for another one. So I'm going to suggest a prompt to you next. But before I do that, Keenan, it looks like you're looking over there and having trouble finding the article, actually, that it references there in the chat GPT generated uh, news article about Knoxville. Yes, and I think that's one of the more interesting points is that it very confidently states a lot of facts. I'm using facts in air quotes because it's an element where it'll say something very authoritatively and it's not always correct. I kind of want to go through that Gay Street one because it feels like a very preliminary like Google search that it's like, using to pull information from but it's if you actually sit down and look at what it's claiming half the time it's usually not fully correct and i think that's one of the more interesting parts of it that's what a lot of teachers and a lot of uh universities have picked up on is that authoritative claim no citations false information just being kind of placed in there yeah, I mean, like I said, that one was, that one read more like a Wikipedia entry for downtown Knoxville. If we wanted to do more of a specific news article, I would say, I don't know, let's uh, let's do write a news article about alcohol sales at Neyland Stadium. And now it's generating a new prompt based on what Ryan just said. Yeah, and so here I'm just going to read it as it's still coming through. In a recent decision, the University of Tennessee has announced that alcohol sales will be permitted at Neyland Stadium starting from the 2023 football season. This move follows a growing trend across the country of universities allowing alcohol sales to sporting events in order to boost revenue and improve the fan experience. 
decision has been met with mixed reactions from student alumni and fans. Some are excited about the opportunity to enjoy an alcoholic beverage while watching their favorite team play. And so you can already see that, yes, this news article makes it sound like the, the, you know, the alcohol sales are just starting in 2023, even though the, the, the stories that we've been writing over at Knox News, right, talks about how the permits might be taken away and how they decided, yes, they're going to come back. So it doesn't have that real-time information about what's happening. It's just pulling from what is available at its imaginary fingertips. And there's another point here later on down with what it writes where it says the revenue generated from alcohol sales is expected to provide a significant boost to the university's budget, which has been understrained due to the COVID-19 pandemic. No citation. Right. Yeah. Nothing listed. It's just making a claim based on like general knowledge of events and what is going on. Yeah. And how budgets work. And, you know, that if you had more money that perhaps it might be used for the university somehow. And like you said, it, it it's making this claim as if this is the first season that it's going to have alcohol sales right? instead of having it for however many years. Now, I said, you know, this can be uh, more of a fun thing than a news article or an essay. So what's some of the more fun things it can do? I think it can write poems, right? Can it do all kinds? <laughs> I mean, what, what are some of the, uh, the more outside-the-box things that this thing can do? Let's do a poem. That sounds fun. A um, poem? What about a poem about uh, about Randy Boyd? <laughs> Since you know, I was gonna I was gonna have you write a news article about the baseball stadium, but maybe we could do a poem about Randy Boyd here on the podcast. Oh, I'm I'm already typed it in. <laughs> okay, that would be all, all right. right. I'm gonna read it. Randy Boyd, a name we know, a man of passion with a glow, a visionary with a mission clear to make a difference far and near. He stands tall with a heart of gold, a soul that's young yet wise and bold, with a dream to shape the world around and help the needy on solid ground. <laughs> All right, we can stop now. <laughs> it just goes. That needs to be on his uh, on his website. That's beautiful. That's very pro uh, Randy Boyd. Which yeah, that's cool. And I think this this brings up to another point. I want to I want to make about ChatGPT and a lot of these software programs is that they are very young. This one has only just launched in the last five months. It's still learning and it's learning through repetition. It's learning through people feeding it prompts and just being generally on the internet over time. But is that while it's learning all of its prompts or all of its written answers are very basic. It gets most of the grammar and the sentence structure down. It's pretty competent, but when you actually sit down and read it, it's not very complex it uses a lot of the same vocabulary over and over again, and it doesn't have any style. And you see that more and more as you read it. Right, and we have style. Yeah, we, yeah that's, that's the difference. <laughs> you want you want some style? Come on over to Knox News. Listen to scruffy stuff. But like, listen, like reading through this uh, poem that it's generated, it's very, very basic. It's the same rhyming structure back and forth, back and forth. Rhyme A, rhyme A, rhyme B, rhyme B. So right. it's like... Randy Boyd, a man of might, a true leader with a guiding light. Like it's using just the same, it, there's no variation. Right. It's just, this is its basic idea of what a poem is. But I mean, it does have a, uh, it seems to know at least a little bit about who Randy Boyd is. I mean, if you look at the top, it talks about a, a visionary, uh, sounds like he, you know, has a mission. I mean, it sounds like somebody who. Here's the thing though, is you can take out Randy Boyd 
and put in a different name in there and it's still it would do the same it's prompt. Gonna do the, and it won't do the same prompt but in this case there's no actual information on who right. Andy boyd is but do you think that it's pulling like leader i mean he's obviously the uh the head of the ut system he's you know a leader in development you think it's pulling that or you think that's just a matter of, of I, coincidence i there? think that's a matter of coincidence okay maybe like there's a possibility that it is well let's do it let's do another poem then you want to do a poem about uh let's do uh market square Let's we'll do, do it. We'll do a place instead of a person. In the heart of the city, where life abounds, stands a place where hustle and bustle resounds, where vendors and buyers come together to meet, and the air is filled with the scent of treats. It's a lively spot with so much to see. A place where culture and commerce agree, where artists and artisans ply their trade, and musicians fill the air with melodies played. Okay, so this also sounds like this could be any market square. Because I'm sure there's not one market yes. square. We got to get more specific. I feel like. <laughs> okay, what is more specific? What about the sun sphere? The sun sphere. <laughs> there you go. There's only one sun sphere. There's only one sun sphere. Okay. Can you do something besides a poem? Yeah. What do you want to do? Can we do a well, if we a rap? Could. That's uh, a. We definitely could. If uh, I was going to rap about the sun sphere, <laughs> I would say it makes you warm. When the weather's cold, it shines so bright with its panels of gold. Now, what does this say? Because I forgot we were supposed to be predicting these. So here we go. Verse one. <laughs> okay, hold on. Verse one. Yo, let me tell you about a place that's really hot See? in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's where it's at, a symbol of the 80s. Shining so bright, the sun sphere, standing tall in all its might. Oh, I'll do the chorus. The sun sphere. Oh, the sun sphere. A shining orb that we hold clear. <laughs> a symbol of our city's pride. It's Knoxville. It's hard to hide. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so this is pretty good. This one's a bit better. It's getting some of the like finer details, but it's it's also just so basic still. It, it feels like we asked it to write another poem in a way. Yeah. But it's broken it down as verse one chorus verse two chorus but verse it knows it's chorus. a symbol right it's it's the knoxville symbol what's it got down here you feel like you're on top of the whole wide world now that's not true 14 stories up or whatever it's kind of it as i'm looking through the rest of it, it it begins to like lose some of the finer details it mentions 32 stories high at one point perfect example here about what everything i'm talking about in verse two of the rap about the sun sphere it reads, or sorry, it wraps. A futuristic structure made of steel and glass. It towers over us with its spherical mass. Beep. 32 stories high. It's hard to miss. The sun sphere's beauty is hard to di- dismiss. Also, it said hard twice. Uh, that's, that's it said hard, rap. and it basically rhymed miss with miss again. <laughs> right. Um, but it says 32 stories high, and a very quick Google search to visit Knoxville says the sun sphere stands 26 stories tall. And it's getting like it's putting in fine details, but it's not fact checked at all. It's it's something where if you read it very quickly, you might go, "Oh, that's fine," but then if you comb through it, it's like, "Oh, this is wrong," and it's right. just very casually stating it, like as if it's a fact. And can you use this like a search engine? Could I just be like, "What are the best restaurants in Knoxville?" Or you can, or but tell me the yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, we can definitely try it. it, it doesn't hurt <laughs> right in downtown knoxville i should say so the prompt i've entered says what are the best restaurants in downtown knoxville question mark and it reads as an 
AI language model, I do not have access to real-time information on restaurants in Knoxville, Tennessee. However, I can recommend some popular restaurants based on previous reviews and ratings. Some of them include Knox Mason. Okay. J.C. Holdway. Which, does, which, by the way, Knox Mason doesn't exist anymore. Yep. <laughs> I was, yes. <laughs> yeah, and J.C. Holdway, though. I mean, that's popular, right? Amelia, Kaizen, Stock and Peril, Chesapeake's, and Tupelo Honey. I mean, they got some of the more popular restaurants, but again, like Knox Mason, number one, does not exist. So they missed it. But I, those those would be on my list of the more popular places. So it's pulling from something. And these are all things that have been picked up on by, like I said, universities and teachers to detect when people are using, specifically students are using these AI models in classrooms and for homework um, I know that a few have used them within their classrooms as a teaching tool or as a way to prepare themselves in case of something like this happens. Uh, several I've heard of several teachers who have put in their own writing prompts to see what ChatGPT produces so that they can analyze it and then cross-reference it if they suspect a student to have turned in something generated by AI. And it's all of these notes. It's the authoritative claims, no citations, false information that it's saying so confidently, and a lot of that basic, basic, basic writing. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite things? Like I've seen some crazy things like write, you know, write something in the style of this about, you know, I mean, there, there's so many different things that you can do beyond just like write a poem. You could be like write a poem in the style of something or write. I mean, what, what yeah. have been some of your more fun uh, results that you've gotten from things that you've typed in? And let's apply that to downtown Knoxville. I haven't really used it a lot in terms of that. It's mostly been some research-driven, like, what's it going to do if I ask it to do this? The most interesting one for me was I asked it to write about a new ice cream shop. I didn't specify what, didn't specify who, didn't specify where. And it created a news article about a completely fake ice cream store with a completely fake owner using completely fake quotes. And I thought it was so fascinating to do that. I have seen it elsewhere act like a cat. And that's really funny. <laughs> because it doesn't know what to do. Her, <laughs> meow. As a cat, I'm known for being independent and curious. <laughs> I enjoy that. So you tell it to act like anything? Can we tell it to act like the sun sphere? It obviously knows what the sun sphere is. I think we can certainly try. <laughs> yeah. It knows what the sun sphere is. It knows how to act like things. It should be able to put these two things together. It's And it's interesting because it, it's somewhat self-aware, not in a Skynet Terminator way, but in a, like, oh, I am a language model. I don't really know what you want, but I'm going to try. And it try it does. Right. Yeah, so it just, it just kind of writes from the first person, sort of a Google entry almost. Greetings, I am the sun sphere, a famous landmark in Knoxville. I stand at a height of 266 feet, which I think is more accurate, right? We said 26 stories, so that would yes. be... Yeah. Um, at night, I am illuminated with various colors and patterns that make me stand out in the skyline. That's not true. That does not happen. That is not true. So yeah, so what what's the takeaway here then, Keenan? I mean, you, you talk about it's growing all the time, but it's still far behind. I mean, where, where do you see this going? Have you talked to any experts about what the future of this looks like? A lot of it is still very, a lot of philosophical questions being asked. Uh, one of my favorites from the head of the English department at UT, Misty Anderson, uh, and I talked to her for the article I wrote. She cited one as like, do you cite ChatGPT? Like, is it an entity? Is it a source? Like, how do you do that? And it's, and it's a lot of philosophical pondering on 
what this means for the future, what this means for writing, what this means for the classroom, for jobs, for work. And it's a lot, it's so up in the air in a lot of ways, while a lot of institutions are figuring out how to use it. I don't think it's really going to replace anything. I don't think we're going to lose our jobs to chat GPT here. Um, There's something about the human writing capability that is very fundamentally different. But I think what to watch for in the future is just how far this progresses and how much better at writing it gets. Even in the two months since when I wrote my article, this has gotten a little bit better at detecting certain information and detecting uh, how to put that in there. But it's still so rudimentary and in its infancy that it's crawling its way towards progress. Well, I think uh, to just show the difference between the humans and the AI, here's what we should do. To end it, I want you to put in one more uh, prompt for me. And no matter what comes up on the screen, I'm reading it, and that's going to be the podcast. Can you ask it to please write a closing podcast script for the Scruffy stuff? I was actually going to ask it almost to write an essay about Ryan Willis. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> See what it gets because if wrong. Because if it's, with my last name, if it says something about me, it's probably going to be true because there's not many other <laughs> ones out there. So I'd be nervous whatever pops up. All right, so this is uh, write a closing podcast script for the scruffy stuff before we read that off to you thanks for joining us as always uh, and head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe uh, to support local journalism uh, even further be sure to hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on now to wrap things up that's a wrap for today's episode of the scruffy stuff we hope you enjoyed tuning in and learning more about what's happening in and around knoxville before we go we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors who make this podcast possible and of course a huge thank you to our listeners for tuning in each week and supporting our show if you have any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover guests you'd like us to interview or just want to say hello feel free to reach out to us on social media and send us an email until next time stay scruffy knoxville it knows what i say Except for the sponsors part. (laughs) Who are our sponsors, Ryan? (laughs) All right. That's it, everybody. See y'all again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.